guys, it's DJN here. I'm Jumbo. I'm Nate. And I'm Chan. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the three movies in my movie watch list. Uh, we watched Django Unchained, The Godfather, and... Snowpiercer. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, Snowpiercer. <laughs> Forgot that last movie for a second. That's right. Um, but anyways, we're going to be talking about these three movies, our thoughts on the movies, um, and then at the, towards the end, we're going to give our rankings, you know, which one we thought was the best and which one we thought was not the worst, but out of the three, we thought was the worst. <laughs> um, and then we'll discuss the two, movie, two movies that we'll be watching over the week, and then we'll, we're going to be talking about those two movies on the next podcast. Yeah. So um, anyways, what movie do you guys want to start off with? Um... I watched Snowpiercer first. We can right, start yeah, off with Snowpiercer. Okay, well, Nate, you want to take it off or? Um, yeah, I'll start. Okay. Um, so first, we'll just talk about overall. That way, we don't give away spoilers yet. Okay. Um, so overall, I thought the movie was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the plot was very interesting. Um, there was some parts where I didn't expect that to happen. Really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't okay, mean it was that. bad. It was a good movie um, overall. And uh, Chris Evans did a pretty good job of portraying this character. Curtis. Curtis, yep. Yeah, um, for me, if um, there's a big Easter egg. I'm not sure if you guys know. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, in the Snowpiercer. Yeah. Act, uh, let's just say Captain America's in there, so that's a big thing. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow, Never really? noticed, bro. That's wow. crazy. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. No, I'm playing. Anyways, uh, the movie's really good. I did enjoy it from start to begin, uh, start to end. Like Nate said, there were some parts of the scene where I was like, what? Like, I was like, impossible. Like, I don't know. It was just like, it was just interesting. And then there's some other parts for me where I was like, yo, that's disgusting or that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overall, it was a good movie. I did enjoy it, and uh, it's a good storyline. Huh? Um, I think I have to disagree a little bit with both of you. I, I, oh. I, I like, I like the movie. Like, yeah. If I, if I had to say, like, on a rating of one to ten, yeah, I'd probably put it at a, at like a six, though. It wasn't little, like I'm saying that that's average. like a five is like average. Yeah. So it's yeah, a little above average. I'll say six too. Like it was it was it wasn't it was a good movie, but it wasn't like a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I think I don't know, I think the one I, I think it was just funny to watch because there are just some scenes where I'm just I can't believe that like things like that are going the logic. on. Logic. Yeah, the logic, it just it's just <laughs> A lot of those moments, they just defy all, like, laws and just are able yeah. to do those things. And it's kind of funny. And there are some, like, I really do like how the how Chris Evans was, you know, acting in this movie. Because I feel like throughout the, like, all in all throughout the movie, like, even though it got kind of crazy, I feel like his performance, like, through and through kind of, it kind of kept the same tone, I guess. Like, parts of the movie would kind of stray away from being like super super serious or being super super like depressing yeah yeah so it'd be like it kind of like fluctuate a little bit but chris evans i think he, he did a really good job of keeping that like at least when it was on his character keeping that sense of sense of um i guess dread <laughs> throughout the movie which honestly made me like it a little better all right spoiler alert for snowpiercer 
Um, so we're just gonna I'm just gonna explain the basic premise of the movie, you know, what the movie's all about overall, and then uh, we're gonna talk about any movies that we I mean I mean any moments that we wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. so the movie is basically following this main guy named Curtis. Um, ev- the world is frozen over. Everybody in the world is dead except for these people that are living on like a what is it like hyperbullet train one of those really fast trains yeah so everybody that's left in the world is living on this train um there's the rich society and the poor living i mean there's the rich that are living in the front and then there's the poor that are living in the back the rich live luxurious lives you know they have saunas and spas and all these other things and the rich are just struggling to live and just live horrible lives yeah they're poor Mm -hmm. that's what i meant um anyways so he's He's trying to get to the front of the train where the engine is at so that he can disrupt society and just negotiate with the with the guy, the head of the train. Um, and yeah, that's basically the overall premise of the movie. So is there any uh, key moments that you guys want to talk about? Um, yeah. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, one key moment was when um, this character named Tanya had a child named Timmy. And some yellow dress girl came over for to take measure and take the kids away. Yeah, and as they did. They she noticed that uh, a kid was under her dress, or the kid. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the and kid under hit under uh, Tanya's dress. Yeah, and next thing you know, she just gets beat up by a whole bunch of prison uh, security guards, and it was pretty messed up. Like crazy to see that. Yeah, yeah, it was uncalled for. They didn't have to beat her up like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's messed up, bro. <laughs> it was. But Jumbo, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm just talking about like the the overall pacing of the movie yeah. and the logic too, which I think is really weird. Yeah, because um, a little later on, when uh, Curtis is trying to move forward in the train, he has to unlock this guy who's unable to unlock all the doors to the carts and his daughter. And uh, later on, when the when the guy and his daughter are trying to unlock a door, his daughter just, like, takes a second, and then she's just like, there's no one ahead. And then he opens it, and there's no one there. And then later on, she does the same thing for another cart, and then Curtis just, like, walks up to her all casually, and he's like, hey, are you are you clairvoyant? And it, just the question itself, <laughs> I just thought it was so, I thought it was so funny, because I was like, it was so random. he's so casual about it, and he's just at, like, are you, are you, like, a trainer of the mystic arts? Like, I was so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it came, I felt like so weird because it came out of nowhere and he was just so normal about yeah. it and yeah she just like goes the entire movie with just knowing everything it's so weird I guess that's your explanation right there Jumbo she just knows stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy because I know a lot of stuff about the movie <laughs> <laughs> okay never mind anyways moving on uh, another crazy part that I thought was crazy when they stuck a man's hand an arm outside oh yeah really... when the security guards did that yeah for seven minutes yeah, bro, oh my god. Yeah, he stuck yeah. his arm out for seven minutes. Brutal. And then it was just completely frozen. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, uh, Nate? Um, I just thought that one part where the main security guard guy and Curtis are shooting at each other from different cards. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I just like, thought it was kind of... Where kinda, Curtis is like seven cards yeah, ahead. Yeah, he's like seven cards <laughs> ahead and they're seeing each other. <laughs> Not even seven, like 20. Yeah, like 20 yeah, cards they're like, they're like opposite sides of the they're train like and they're shooting sides, each other from yeah. the freaking... 
Yeah. And the train's supposed to be moving at like super, super fast speeds or whatever. Yeah, they're like moving in like it's a circle like... or something. The train is, yeah. so that way they can like see each other. Yeah. I just like how like they're so accurate. They're like, super like... accurate. Yeah, no. Oh, they're like already, almost bro. hitting each other from across across 20 yeah. carts. They did, yeah. but and Curtis had a he had a SMG too, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just it's so they, funny. They, just the logic that they could have hit each other, but the windows is uh bulletproof, I think. I don't think so. Um yeah, I don't think so. Because one of the bullets yeah. went through and almost hit the, the Asian girl. No, because yeah. what's it called? Uh they kept on shooting each other and the um uh, remember at the like when they last shot their last bullets? It hit the glass and got stuck in the glass. Yeah, but I think I think I don't know. I think that was just a coincidence yeah, because every other bullet every just other like bullet flew was through, through the windows. Yeah. I mean, they were like almost hitting each other, even though they're like twenty carts away. It's completely frozen outside, mm-hmm. and then you got to take in like the wind and everything, and then they would have to shoot ahead of the cart. I don't know. It was just it was. Yeah, I don't. I'm not... <laughs> it's just crazy how they did that stuff. I don't know. Man, that's just really crazy. And, um... That guy, he survived a lot. And still... I don't understand how he's still alive. Which guy? That guy. The guy was shooting. Oh, the the main security guard? Yeah, the main security guard. Uh, I don't know. He got stabbed. It's crazy. I think he got stabbed, like, three times. And he still didn't die. Tank. Yeah, I don't know. He like lasted till the very end of the movie, huh? Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. That guy just survives everything. He's like till the end of the movie. He's just like the fatter version of the Terminator. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And those two kids that they stole from the beginning, they were being used to like. Oh yeah, at the end. Journey. Yeah. 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 So those kids. If those kids weren't even there, they would have like just been dead a long time ago. Yeah, that's why they basically used all the poor kids to like fix the engine and keep the engine running. That's why they measured the kids to make sure they were small enough to fit in that little in the little hole. In the little box. Yeah, in the little box oh, yeah. where they have to work. Oh, crazy. Yeah. I thought they were just taking the kids because that guy in the front was a weirdo and he liked little kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh. what I thought he was taking they were taking the kids for. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> this movie's crazy. Yeah. Did that you guys think, crazy. like, at the end that Curtis was just gonna, like, completely betray him and come oh, ahead? Oh, take over the show? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking maybe, because the way the movie goes, I feel like there's just so many, like, random surprises. I know. I was feel like maybe, maybe, like, it actually just happened. Yeah, because there's, like, I don't know, like, five seconds where he looks like he's not even gonna give the match to the lady to the girl mm-hmm. did he even give it to her or did he just throw it to her no yeah cause he finally makes a sacrifice and he like puts his arm in the thing to get Timmy out of the engine thing mm-hmm. and then as he's doing that he gives the girl the matches so that she can turn it turn the match and then explode the door open I think to get the out the eye opener so for him was the train, yeah. I think the eye opener for him was when he saw uh, uh, Timmy, Timmy and the other kid. Yeah, in the in the engine. I think thing. so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's when he decided or realized he wasn't gonna do that. He wasn't gonna become the head of the train. Yeah. yeah. And towards the end, I guess everyone was so scared that once you exit, you freeze to death. Yeah. 
but she, she uh, Nam's Nam's sister. No, his daughter. Nam's daughter walked out with Timmy because there's the only ones that survived the blast when they try to uh, blast open the door. Yeah, they escape. Yeah, they. Wait, were they? Were they the only survivors? Yeah. yeah, they were the only two survivors. Because oh, the whole train blew up from that one thing because it kind of yeah, blew up the they... engine. So they were the last two survivors. So they're going to have to repopulate the world. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. They're the last no. two. I mean, I mean, there was that polar bear, so. Oh, yeah. Be you never reality. know. Okay. Uh, last thoughts? Any last thoughts? <laughs> Before we get... Yeah, any last thoughts? <laughs> Let's end it right here. Oh, any last thoughts? Okay, uh, one thing I just want to say is that I feel like the pacing in the movie was really inconsistent. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like, right in the like heat of the moment, it would just, like, stop and just get super slow. Or, like, something would happen where it would just, like, kind of shake up the moment. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that stuff just kind of, like... Kept happening. I agree with you there. And um, my thoughts on it was like, it was a good movie, but was it a great movie? Nah. Nah. But it's yeah, a fun movie to watch. It's pretty above average. Yeah. It's a fun movie. That's a good way to put it. It's a fun movie to watch. And uh, yeah, I do recommend it. Yeah, I don't know about a fun movie because, you know, <laughs> dark spots, but. Yeah. I thought it was a you know a good movie. Yeah, like they said a little bit above average, like a six. I meant like I meant fun like whenever you don't have nothing to watch. Like, oh okay, yeah. Like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like like joyful, yeah, cheery, watch happy. For your own entertainment. Yeah, yeah, like watch with like a six year old because it's a fun movie. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it was a good movie overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so does it wrap it up? Yeah, that's it yeah. for uh, Snowpiercer. All right, guys. So uh, now we can move on to Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. So now we're not talking about spoilers. We're going to just give our brief thoughts on the movie, what we thought overall. And yeah, go ahead, Jumbo. You can start. Okay. Um, I really liked the movie. I think it was a... I think it was kind of cool touch on like the... Or not touch. Cool, cool way to take the you know cowboy movies like just the cowboy movies yeah, Western in general movies and stuff yeah i think it was a cool spin on it or not spin but like a cool cool um what's it called cool take on yeah. it because um yeah you obviously have like a, a different main character from the you know typical like white boy <laughs> white western cowboy yeah and then this time you have a slave or uh, or what you a free man it? yeah freed slave and i don't know that just like pretty much changes a lot of a lot of things how things would go down but i think they did a really good job of maintaining that that cowboy movie aspect so yeah that was a really cool movie so what do you think of the movie chan um the movie was really interesting and i do um agree with the uh, jumbo with the uh, it was a cool take and how a slave then he became a free slave and then was a cowboy or somewhat a cowboy and just like made a, a statement of himself yeah like don't mess with me because i'll pop you right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that was pretty much true, true yeah like, <laughs> I mean, yeah like someone just looked at him wrong pop Boom. right there on the spot <laughs> but yeah it was it was pretty cool and i did like a jamie fox that was the actor yeah yeah i did like how jamie fox uh portrayed him yeah portrayed the actor really good. it was really good 
So, yeah. Nate, what about you, Nate? Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I thought it was better than Snowpiercer. Yeah, um, me too. It was a really cool story. I think they took a really simple story that could have been easily really boring if they did it wrong, and they, you know, made it really interesting. Yeah. Um, and like, like Chan said, Jamie Foxx did a really good job of um, portraying a slave that became a freed man. Is like, and is like learning how to how to be a free man. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's been a slave most of his life and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, those are is that is that wrap up all your um, your overall ideas thoughts? That's it for me. Early? Is that yeah? Is that it for you, Jumbo? Mm-hmm. That's it for me. So now we're gonna be watching or talking about spoilers. So yeah. Skip ahead. I'll make sure to skip ahead. Spoiler alert! Skip ahead. Yeah. 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 Until you hear us talking um, about Godfather. The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jumbo, so you can go ahead and explain the plot of this movie. Okay, sure. Um, so basically, there's a slave named Django, and he's pretty much separated from his wife that we know later on. And as he's moving forward from uh, from an auction to later on, he runs into a bounty hunter who goes to Django because he was on a plantation who with three wanted men that the bounty hunter is looking for. And the bounty hunter buys Django, and they, they go off to go find the three brothers. And with the bounty hunter, Django becomes his partner, I guess. And they pretty much just kind of work together to figure out where those three brothers are and to claim their bounty. And once once they claim the bounty on the three brothers, the bounty hunter realizes that Django's a pretty good partner. So he he asks him to stay with him throughout the winter to just continue to keep getting bounties. And make money. And yeah, and money. And pretty much all throughout the winter, they get a buttload of bounties and they pretty much make a lot of money. So the bounty hunter goes like, all right, Django, I promised it to you earlier that he would help him find his wife. Yeah. And once winter was over, they finally go out, go back to Mississippi, where Django was originally sold from. And they go out to try to find his um, Django's wife. And they learn that she went to a plantation called Candyland, which is a really um, notorious plantation for having a lot of a lot of slaves. So Django and the bounty hunter go there. And when they when they meet the man who's in charge of Candyland, they they kind of they hide under the guise of uh, two Mandingo fighters or uh, yeah. people trying to get into Mandingo yeah, fighting. Yeah, trying to get into the Mandingo. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. So then he goes to the he goes to the plantation owner under the guise of that, and he asks them if he can try to buy some slaves for Mandingo fighting. As they they t- continue to warm up to him and you know give him ridiculous offers to make him more enticed to buy. Django and the bounty hunter soon find Django's wife in Candyland, and as they're about to, you know, make their final deal, saying, you know, we'll buy the, we'll buy the Mandingo fighter slave, and we'll buy his wife, uh, a house slave. One of the one of the house slaves recognizes that his wife, Django's wife, could recognize Django sitting with the bounty hunter. So he's like, "There's something up with this." Deal. Yeah, the, the people selling um the slaves didn't know that that was Django's wife. Yeah. So when they realize that. The bounty hunter and Django are actually trying to, trying to you know, uh, buy Django's wife, and they don't really care about the yeah. Django fighter. Yeah, that pretty much just makes makes the the slave owner uh, pretty enraged, I guess. So he he ends up just like making a lot of threats and um, all this stuff, and they just kind of get in the fight. But it ends up with uh, Django, the bounty hunter, and 
his wife like being able to be sold for a really high amount but the bounty hunter is really 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 disgusted by everything he's seen by the slave owner so he kills the slave owner and from that Django's left to try to defend himself and try to be able to escape with his wife but he gets outnumbered and Django pretty much just gets stripped of everything he had he goes back and, to being a slave basically yeah basically and they try to ship him off to go to a mining area but on his way to go to the mining area Django's able to kind of like sweet talk his way out of it or um persuade the his slavers to let him out yeah. or yeah give him an opportunity to pretty much escape so he kills those slave owners goes back and pretty much just like wreaks havoc on or havoc on Candyland yeah he kills everybody there and, yeah. and blows it up too yeah and blows it up yeah and at the end he pretty much him and his wife are free to go with pretty much killing killed everyone with him killing everyone yeah it's like they're right into the sunset but like the house is blown up and it's nighttime yeah you guys want to talk about any moments yeah any key moments that you guys kind of caught on to yeah my key moment was when i didn't like how Django just walked off without help like just i don't know just the way he just stared at the other four three slaves when when he got freed from yeah when he got freed in the beginning Oh, in the beginning, okay. Yeah, it was just like, it was just weird. It gave me like a sense like, oh, he's all he's all about himself. In a sense. Yeah, I can see that. Because I think um, I sort of, I think a little bit though. I think maybe it might have just been shock in the like the whole entire situation. That's true. It's like, yeah, because one, um, the bounty hunter isn't even like he's not treating him like a slave. He's treating him like a <laughs> yeah, person. like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. And the bounty hunter is kind of like, he just killed. He just killed one of the slaves. So casually, and, yeah, just like torturing the other one. Because yeah, yeah, he shoots so, his horse, think, and then he's like getting tortured, basically, because the horse is on him. Yeah, yeah. He shot the horse, which is messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, or horse. Had, yeah, actually, he should just kill the guy instead of killing the horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but he needed that bill. The bill failed. Yeah, sale. he needed. A, yeah, no, otherwise, Django wouldn't have been legally a free man. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I didn't think it was that bad that he just left him there because, you know, the bounty hunter gave him the keys to get freed, and then he also gave him, like, or they got guns. So the other slaves? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the other slaves did. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it wasn't like he could just take them with him, you know? It'd be kind of weird if he had, like, four slaves with him. Or four yeah. former slaves with him. And then there's another scene where um... The bounty hunter was uh, just surprised at how like crazy accurate uh, Django is with the shooting. Oh yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. In my in my opinion. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he waits like a while before he shoots the guy, right? Like he's riding away on a horse, and like he waits for a while before he actually shoots. Yeah. Him. And he shoots him super accurate. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the <laughs> the snow scene. The snow During scene in the winter. Mm. When he's just practicing on the snowman, and he just shoots people. Oh yeah, all the oh all the, yeah, all the parts of the snowman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got like amazing accuracy. Yeah, yeah. Even though he was like a slave for most of his life. Yeah, he was a natural, right? Or that's what he called him. The yeah, I think yeah, he's just like a natural sharpshooter. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I really liked um Leonardo DiCaprio 
Leonardo DiCaprio. And, yeah, he did a really good job of playing a slave owner. Yeah. Yeah, and Jamie Foxx, too. They're both were, like, making these amazing moments. But yeah. one part that was really crazy, I just searched this up because I was like, what the heck? There's a part where um, Leonardo DiCaprio's like, he just finds out that Django's, um, what's it called? Django's, uh, Django and the bounty hunter were lying about, like, the whole Mandingo fighting. and. Uh, yeah, why they were really there. Yeah. And he slams his hand on the table and starts to bleed. Oh, that and wasn't even going, that right? wasn't even scripted. Like yeah. his hand actually started bleeding. Yeah, and he just and, kept going anyways. Oh my gosh, it's so gross. Cause he's a good actor, man. No, yeah, but, but there's a part where um, he rubbed on he the has, face um, of the girl the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he brings in Django's wife, and he just like smears his blood all over his face. And I searched up, and like there was like no cut in between. Like that was his blood. He just smeared all over his face. There, there was, there <laughs> was, was pause. So uncomfortable. If, if you look back, there was a pause where he just stares at his hand for a minute. And just keeps playing. I think he like he realized it, and then he saw like an opportunity with it. Yeah, to improvise something. Yeah, yeah. Like, would, that was a really freaking crazy moment. But dang, yeah, acting moment. Yeah, and then on the next scene, they they bandage him up. So mm-hmm. it's it's I don't know. It's like a good. Uh, it's a good good actor. Yeah. I think I just liked all the fighting scenes, like all the shootout scenes that. That happened in the movie. Yeah, those are cool. I did too, but I was like, "Come on, <laughs> what? You really think like his accuracy? Or yeah, like, like he never missed. Yeah, he didn't miss any of his shots. Every single shot that he took, Just, he like, hit it. They took out a person. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but it was cool. Cocky with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and didn't let him uh, buy him the slate. What do you mean he got all cocky? Like he's like, no, uh, we don't want to buy the slate. We're just tired of you toying around with them. Oh, that's because he wanted him to, you know, him. really bite onto the deal and, like, yeah, believe yeah, that they were trying I mean, to get the, a good Mandingo fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that, but it's like, bro. <laughs> you know, he had to play the part yeah. of being a, what was it, Mandingo expert? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, if you guys don't know what Mandingo fighting is, that's like two slaves that are fighting each other, or wrestling each other Pretty until they like kill the other death, one. Right? Yeah, they kill the other one. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. When they were doing that, I was like, "This is, this is pretty dark." It is. Um, they didn't tell me that in sixth grade, and I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, they never, they never tell you anything about yeah. that in school. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But yeah. overall, the movie was really good. I do recommend it. The fi- if you're good, like if you're interested in like cowboys, westerns, uh, crazy action westerns. So yeah, those are those are my ideas. Um, you guys want to say any last thoughts? Because my thoughts are already been. Mm. Oh yeah, sure. Shared, so. Um, like how Nate said about like just this being like a whole like a really Western movie, or like if you like Western movies to watch this one. Yeah, I think I think they did a really good job of like recapturing the cowboy like feeling of it. Because um, even like with the sound effects, you have like the little like bullets swing past, and it's like boom or like. Like they have like the old school Western feel to it. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is it's really good job capturing that. And the action, like, I feel like the fight scenes, because you know how, like, Western movies are just like, shoot, shoot, like, they're just yeah. shooting each other. I you feel like this really... one gets a little more into it, because yeah. Django's, like, jumping, using corpses to, like, for his cover and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, how intense it gets, especially, like, right after the whole Candyland, like, fiasco, where yeah. he has to defend himself, like... I don't know. It's crazy. 
It's just it's a really it was a really nice movie. That was a really good movie. So Nate, what about you, Nate? Um, yeah, like Jumbo and Chan said, um, I think it was a really good Western movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's more than just a Western movie because you know the story, like I said earlier, is super simple. Mm-hmm. But the way that they like take it on it just it's very interesting yeah definitely and um the pace doesn't like to me the pace doesn't feel too slow at some points or too mm-hmm. fast it feels like a, a good pace yeah right up until the end mm-hmm. um and leonardo dicaprio and jamie fox did like a really amazing job of mm-hmm. um portraying the characters that they were given yeah with the and, um, that they were given Django's wife i think you're carrie washington i think that's her name yeah <laughs> she did a really good job of like not like Freaking just dying when he just rubbed her blood all over. Oh her face. yeah, when he rubbed so when he rubbed his real blood on her face. Like, oh my gosh, I felt so bad because I was like, did it go in her mouth? I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the that's the duty of an actor right there. Yeah, man, taking his role to a next level. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, I would recommend this movie. Um, it's a yeah, really good movie. Really you guys should check it out if you guys you know want to watch a western or just want to watch a good movie back yeah. yeah all right so uh now we're gonna get into the godfather mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna give like we did the other movies we're gonna give our brief thoughts and then we'll go into spoilers mm-hmm. so uh jumbo why don't you start us off okay um i really like that movie like i think uh what was his name i think marlon brando who plays yeah. um Vito Don I don't know Don I was thinking, Corleone Vito yeah. Corleone yeah the like the the father or whatever like for the uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> the godfather yeah but he did a really like good job of just portraying a mob hero I was like dang yeah. like yeah. I feel like I was like wow this is just it seems so surreal like I was just, like he's doing it or just like the the entire feel of it, I was like, dang, this is this. I don't know. It's just it was. It felt it felt really like crazy kind of watch. Yeah, he's like the he's like the role model for portraying a mobster. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chan? What'd you um, think? Yeah, I have to agree with Jumbo. Um, it was a really good movie. I do recommend it. It's like the ending is crazy, but I just want to save that for when we start getting spoilers. Yeah, we spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I have to agree with both of you. Um, it's an amazing movie. Um, personally, it's my favorite movie of all time. Mm. Um, I love this movie. Um, Al Pacino does a really good job of portraying Michael from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And um, I really I really like Jumbo said. Um, I really liked uh, Don Corleone or Marlon Brando, the way he portrayed the Godfather. Yeah, it was it was just really well done. And um, I think he won an Oscar for this for this movie. I think so I think just both of the actors just did a really good job portraying. They did, yeah. they did, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd recommend to watch it. Um, and now we're going to be getting into spoilers. So if you want to avoid spoilers, you should just skip a little bit ahead. Um, we'll be talking about our rankings by then. Mm-hmm. So if you hear our rankings, then you know we're done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we're going to get into spoilers. Um, we're going to explain the the plot of this movie, and then we'll get into moments we want to talk about. So. Uh, Jumbo, you want to talk about the uh, what the plot is? All right, Jumbo, you can go ahead and uh, explain the plot for this movie. All right, for sure. Uh, so basically, we have the Godfather, and um, someone asks, or a man named Salazzo tries to ask him to join him in the narcotic business, but the Godfather is skeptical, so he declines him. And 
because of this, the Lazo and two other crime lord families try to target him for assassination, which yeah. fails but leaves the godfather in critical condition. So his two sons, Sonny and Michael, are kind of left to handle what happens. Sonny becomes a Don, and Michael just tries to help in res- resolving the solution between uh, Salazzo and the other family. So basically, Michael kills Salazzo and uh, and a police officer or a police captain protecting Salazzo, which forces Michael to go into hiding. And Sonny yeah. just stays in America trying to solve the rest of his family's problems. Basically, head the family. Yeah, and um, ultimately, Sonny gets killed in a in an attempt to to go see his sister, and he gets he gets killed by another of the families. Yeah, one of the other families. Yeah, which pretty and that pretty much brings Michael to go back home uh, from hiding. And at that point, his father has already recovered enough to be home. So Michael pretty much has to become the uh, the new Don. And basically, from there, Michael just becomes like the ultimate like crime lord. Yeah, at the very end, he's basically just... Yeah, he becomes, like, the ultimate godfather by, by eliminating the, All the rest of the, the crime lord families. Yeah. And and just becoming... just be, He pretty much just becomes, like, a new godfather in his father's image. But, yeah. like, a thousand times deadlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, are there any moments, any specific moments that you guys want to talk about and get into detail on? Jumbo, you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Um, one thing that I really liked is um just Michael overall, like his transformation. Because at yeah. the very beginning, he's like a little like I think he tried to stray away from or just like diverge from his family's like yeah crime lord business and tries to live it out as like a normal person. But uh, I think it's just kind of cool to see him go on that like he's not even he doesn't even choose to go on the journey. He or gets the, forced the path. into it basically. Yeah, once his family's in danger, he pretty much answers a call. Yeah. So I think it's really cool to see see Michael's transformation from going to a normal guy into becoming the Godfather, which is that is just so amazing, or like so amazing to see like how it goes down, like every every inch of Michael just you know losing his old self becoming a new self. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I think crazy. I totally agree with you on that. Like, it's really cool because even his father, his father wanted him to completely avoid and not be in the business. Mm-hmm. He himself, yeah. you know, Corleone, Don Corleone said he knew that his oldest son was going to have to get involved, but um, he always hoped that Michael would stay away from it and that he wouldn't get involved in the business. Yeah. And he really did try. I mean, remember, I mean, in the beginning of the movie, he comes home and he's a he's a war hero. He's from he's, he was in the military. Yeah. He has this girlfriend who's not involved in, it, in any of that. She's like a nice lady and stuff. Yeah. And then. Like Jumbo said, you know, just family problems slowly pull him in more and more into the into the family business, into the crime organization, until ultimately he is, you know, the head of it and like mm-hmm. the ultimate godfather. Yeah. Yeah, that was just really cool to see yeah. the progression over the, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, yep. The diner scene when Michael goes to kill oh, yeah. oh, Salazzo and the uh, crazy. Uh, crazy. the freaking sergeant. Mm-hmm. The way it was portrayed and the way that Al Capone like did his acting was just so great because like the acting is through his eyes. You can see the way that Michael is feeling through Al Capone's eyes. You don't see it through like the way he's talking or anything like that because mm-hmm. for most of the diner scene he doesn't even talk. He just kind of 
looks around really anxiously and really scared. Yeah. Because he knows that he's about to try to kill both of those guys that are, you know, supposed to be sitting there to have a deal with him. Yeah. And you know and, one thing? He's he's not like even when he does talk, like most of it's in Italian and it, yeah. it's not even translated. Yeah, the reason I think that the reason they did that is to to show that no matter what the guy says, Michael doesn't even care about the conversation. He's yeah, just thinking like, you about. Yeah, know where it's headed. Yeah, he already knows that he's gonna kill him. He's just mm-hmm. thinking about how he's gonna do it, and you know he's never killed anybody like mm-hmm. that before. I'm pretty sure he killed people in the military, but especially with, like that magnitude, you know? Like, yeah, like in a restaurant, like this drug lord and a police and officer, or like a police captain. Yeah, two major important people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was just really cool to see. Um, and then when he pulled it off. I don't know. It's just so surreal. Like he just yeah. pulled it off without even really thinking about it, or it was just it was just built up so well. Yeah. Like when he did it, it felt satisfying because you know what these guys had done. Yeah. Especially like when he walked out of the bathroom with the gun, like or after he obtains the gun in the bathroom, like you just see them. Like he's just staring at them. Yeah, he's just staring at them. Like yeah. he's like staring at the middle of the table. Yeah, like, like thinking I, about when I the right moment too, because I don't know. I just I was like, man, like, is he gonna do it? Like, <laughs> like when's he gonna do it? Look, do it, because he looks so like he looks so He's afraid. So scared. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just like there's his eyes in his face though. Like he has the same face throughout the entire diner scene. Yeah, Dang. like I feel like his face doesn't really change. It's just his eyes that are moving around, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's how you can tell that he's so anxious and scared. Yeah, to kill these guys. Didn't they? Uh, didn't one of the guys helping him with uh, killing them tell him to just, as soon as he walks out of the bathroom, just kill them both? I think so. I think it was something like that. It was crazy though. Yeah, that, yeah, that just shows how anxious he was because he walked out of the bathroom and then sat down and then he killed him. Yeah, these. Oh man, it was just a great scene. It was a yeah. really good scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It really was. And I do. Have, I do have to agree with uh, Nate when he's like, when he said. The acting was more mostly shown by the eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy because, like, even if, even if you don't say anything, you could read someone's, um, you could read someone off just by their uh, facial expression. Yeah, what they're feeling and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's just pretty easy. It's just, like, astonishing and, like, really, really crazy how they're able to pull that off and still give, yeah. and still give like, like, what's about to go down. Yeah. Huh. You guys have any other moments? I have one last the one. The ending. Going to oh the ending? Yeah, oh, the yeah. ending is amazing. Crazy, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was really satisfying, but also, like, just you could just see how cold-blooded all of this has turned Michael. Yeah. Like, he's at a baptism, baptizing his sister's baby, mm-hmm. and the entire time he's killing the head of all the other families. Yeah. He's like having all of them assassinated while he's just at a baby shower or what is it? Uh, Baptism. Yeah. yeah. But oh man, like, like, like at the very, very end where you see them like greet him and stuff. Oh like, yeah, when oh, he lies to his wife and then they come in to greet him. Yeah. I oh, man, he lied to his wife too. Like he's like, oh, he's no. cold blooded, man. He's a savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is a savage. <laughs> He just killed all those people and then straight up just lied to his sister. He's like, no. Or what? lied to his uh, his wife, his I mean. Wife. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't know. I, I, take, I feel like you could take it in two ways, at least. I feel like when he lies to his wife, I was like, maybe, maybe, like, in a little bit in his, like, core, maybe he's trying to, like, 
you know, keep the keep the image to her. Yeah, protect oh, okay. her. Like yeah. the same image of like how he was before, where he didn't want to get involved, where he's not like a killer. Like when yeah. he wants to be a killer, like his dad. I feel like at least at least it could be seen that way. But at the same time, like man, like he's just lying to her. Like I feel like <laughs> he was so <laughs> like he just oh, killed all these people and then killed his sister's husband. Like like yeah, but his sister's husband was a douchebag. It was, it was a messed up. Like he was a messed up guy. He but, was, and then he was beating his sister even though she was pregnant. I was like, damn. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like Mike, Michael's sister. What's her name? Uh, Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah, she yeah. was like pregnant and everything, and yeah. he was cheating on her. And then he beat her because she found out and she got mad at him. I was like, yeah. wow. I think that was really satisfying. Like, see, because I was gonna, I was a little like mad still. That he, he that was he just like, you gotta go yet? to Vegas. Like, you're out of the family. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like he still gets to like be okay. Live and that. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like seeing him like struggle too, I was like, what the heck? Oh yeah, when uh, Clemenza <laughs> choked him out with the wire. Yeah, I was like, dang. Yeah, I read somewhere actually that in the novels or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they explain that Clemenza is the godfather to um, Sonny. Like he baptized Sonny. Uh huh. Oh, and that's why he's the one who killed Carlo because Carlo betrayed him. He betrayed him Sonny. Yeah. yeah, he sold him out. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up right now. Like how there are more details in the novels. Yeah, of course, uh, always. Yeah, I feel like yeah. That uh, aren't there not uh. Does, uh other novels for all three movies? Uh, I'm not sure. Know. It might be like one novel for all three, or just one novel for two. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. sure. Yeah. Any yeah. any moments? Any last moments? Um, I just I just really like that scene at the end where he lies to his wife because it just shows how far, like how far he's changed and how far he's gone. Yeah. Because like- she like asks him. Is it true that she ki- that he killed uh, his sister Bonnie's husband? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, this one time I will tell you the truth about my business. And he just lies straight to no. her face and says no. And I was just like, dang. Yeah. And then I like how she got all like cheery and happy. Like she smiled and she's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, relief. <laughs> yeah, let's go get a drink real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But also, oh man, I thought he was gonna kill her because, like, the way like you just see him in the background, just like he's just like sitting there. Like, I don't know if he's contemplating or if he's just like thinking or something. But it kind of oh, looks like, like he's face? just yeah, he's just like he's really like focused on something. Yeah. And then when they when you see Clemens greet him again, like kissing his hand, and then them closing the door, man, I feel like I feel like one, you can see that as like Michael moving on to a new part of his life, or like. Or just closing the door on, like, what his life used to be. Yeah, I can see that. But, dang, it's, like, it's, like, it's done. Like, he's the godfather now. He's the godfather now, yeah. That's crazy. And he ended all the other families. He's, like, the only one left over there. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. I just like how, like, that movie shows that, like, how being in in a gang or, like, being, in like, tied up to... Just like a gang stuff can get you like in deep, and like you yeah. change your whole lifestyle. Your yeah, whole like life. he wasn't even a part of it, but he was related to it. Yeah, yeah. he got involved, and he he had to be a part of it, or like he, he was forced to basically. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. now I think about it, one thing that kind of like I don't know, it just didn't make me feel like sit well with me. It's like how, how um, what's his name, Michael? 
After he kills Salazzo, he has to leave, like, K behind in America. Yeah, he goes to Italy. Yeah. And I feel like one, he got married to that one girl, like, super quick. Yeah, he met that one girl. He's like, damn, she's hot. Let me just marry <laughs> And he's just like, all right, you know what? Let's just get married. I mean, at least he was respectful, though. He, like, asked the father, like, hey, can I meet your daughter? And then. Yeah. Man, I felt bad for Kay because, like, he had, like, this entire other life. And she just no, will never, well, I don't know if she'll ever find out. But at least for now, it's just, like, it's just, he does, she doesn't even know about it. That didn't sit right with you? <laughs> I was just like, hey, you just married her? And he's just, he goes back to America and he's like, hey, okay, I want to get married. Like, he just moved on. He's like, okay, next are, one. Are all three movies uh, three hours? Um, I'm not sure about the other two. I don't think the second one is. I've seen that one. Um, I don't know about the third one. Mm, out of all three of them, Nate, or out of the, both of them, the two ones that you watch, which one do you like more? Oh, man, that's a really big toss-up. I think I'm going to give it to the first one, but just because Don Corleone's in it. In the second one, he's... I don't want to spoil anything, but in the second one, it's still really good. Like, they're, like, neck and neck. Some people consider the second one better than the first, but for me, I just like the first one because uh, Marlon Brando's in it, and I really like I really like the way that he portrayed Don Corleone. Yeah. I just know that there was a kiss in the second one. Somewhere <laughs> the in there, like, just, he yeah. kissed someone, and I'm like, it was in the movie. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, you guys have any overall thoughts, any last thoughts before we wrap um, it all up? Yeah, you can go ahead and go first, Jumbo, and then I'll go. Um, no, I think pretty much we summed up everything that was like really like amazing, at least that I can remember right now. Yeah, I think I think we did a pretty pretty good job of just recapping what we thought was crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're just giving overall thoughts, right? Not specific moments. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, overall, it's my favorite movie of all time. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a 10, you know? Mm. But that's just me. That's, you know, that's my taste in movies. I really mm. like mobster movies and stuff. You know, Goodfellas. Uh, the friggin', what's that one? It's the Bronx Tale. I really like mobster movies. <gasps> And these are just. This one was just really amazing. A story, mm-hmm. a tale, a, a tale in the Bronx. I think it's called the Bronx Tale, but yeah. That was oh my. God. That's a good movie too. Yeah. Damn, I haven't seen that one yet. There's one song that I love from there. Yeah, they have a lot of good music in that movie. A good soundtrack. Yeah, and like the movie, like with Son, uh, Sunny, right? Yeah, Sunny. Yeah, that yeah. Was, oh my god, that movie's good. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, um. Al Capone did a really good job of portraying Mike and Marlon Brando did a really amazing job of portraying Don Corleone mm-hmm. um, I would recommend that any of you guys watch this movie it's really amazing um, there's a reason that a lot of people consider it the best movie of all time yeah and yeah Chan any last thoughts before we move on to our rankings um, yeah it was a good movie uh, just be prepared for a three hour movie so yeah yeah get some snacks and be ready to be stuck on the screen for three hours because it's a <laughs> really good movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. All right. Well, uh, now we're going to get into our rankings for the three movies. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go from worst to best. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. We'll start off. Um, who wants to start off? Actually? I'll go who first. I'll go first. Why not? All right. Worst. Snowpiercer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A good movie, but like compared to Django, compared to the other two, yeah, 
and then come Jenga, and then come Godfather. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like when it comes to Godfather and Jenga, Snowpiercer doesn't even like. It's not even near. In the same yeah. Yeah. And Django, it's a good movie, but then, uh, what's it called? Um, the Golf Art is like, just like a better movie to me, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of my movie taste and all, but yeah, those are my ratings. All right, all right. Um, Jumbo. Um, yeah, I pretty much have to agree with Chan. I think, um, yeah, Snowpiercer for me. When I <laughs> just no fears, I already knew that I was gonna like get <laughs> too high up on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Django and uh, Godfather. I think with those two, it's almost like neck and neck. But I feel like Godfather. I feel like just the the moments are uh, captured a little better, or yeah. like you see a little more, a little more. I don't know. The the Godfather just has like a little oomph to it that I can't really explain. Yeah. I get you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Nate? Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be, we all agree. Um, yeah. For me, Snowpierce mm-hmm. is at the bottom. Django is second, and The Godfather is first. Mm. Oh, okay, well. Nice. Good <laughs> nice. nice. job, guys. Let's, Let's go. get it. Alright, so that's it for this podcast. Um, this podcast, we talked about The Godfather, Snowpiercer, and Django and Chang. Um, next podcast, we'll be talking about the first Harry Potter movie, um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And yeah, that's it for this podcast. We post every Monday and Friday. You can find us on Spotify and Anchor. And that's the end of this podcast. Alright, I'm Jumbo. I'm Nate. And I'm Chan. And this is DJN. Peace.